You are listening to the Ditch the Budget podcast, and I am your host, Heidi Ramore. I'm a wife, a mom of two young boys, and I've spent the last 17 years in financial services as a licensed financial planner, insurance specialist, and debt crusher. My goal is to show you that there's more to life than counting calories and paying bills, and that you truly can get out of debt and build wealth without the restrictive budgets and complicated spreadsheets. So if you're ready to reduce your financial stress and truly live the life of your dreams, then tune in and let's do this. Welcome back to another episode of the Ditch the Budget podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome. We have had a crazy couple of weeks just with my husband working, me working, kids at home, kids at daycare. It's been a juggle, but I really wanted to talk to you about behavioral spending. I know it's a big trigger for a lot of people, and you might not even be aware of it. And I feel like emotional spending, behavioral spending, it's all tied together. I keep saying this, money is so emotional. And until you really, truly understand that, it's going to be really hard to change some of the behavior. So there's two elements to behavioral spending and what drives our behavior. So it kind of first, what drives our behavior, it first starts with our thoughts then it goes into our feelings, and then it comes out as a behavior, right? So there's two elements to this. There's the internal, our internal emotions that we experience, and then there's the external pressures and triggers that we have externally. So I'll talk a little bit about both. I'm going to focus more on the external side of things. But to start, you know, if we really look at internal emotional behavior, behavioral triggers, These are from your money mindset. So something that I talk about with my private clients a lot is around their specific money mindset. This is not something that is readily taught, right? So we've probably heard things about manifesting money and thinking positively about money and being open to receiving money. I'm not really talking about that when I talk about money mindset. So I'm talking about more on the sociology side of things. Many of you know I have a sociology degree. So I'm fascinated by how our environment really does impact who we are as human beings. And so when we look to that, when we look at our money mindset, our money mindsets are formed by what we experienced as children, right? What what did we grow up with hearing about money, thinking about money? almost on a subconscious level. If you were somebody that grew up hearing, no, money was hard, you know, money was abundant, that all shapes how you handle money today. So good and bad, like there's not a good money mindset or a bad money mindset. It just is what it is. It's like your hair color, right? Well, I guess you could change your hair color. It's like your eye color. I guess you could change your eye color too. Okay, you hear what I'm saying, okay? So essentially, it's how you're hardwired to think about money. And based on your money mindset is really going to drive your behavior when it comes to spending. So if you're somebody like me, for example, who is what is called a justifier, I can, so a justifier is one of the seven that, um, that I go through in my Fix Your Finances course. And I really do dive in deep with clients around their money mindset. But for me as a justifier, I can pretty much justify anything that I'm going to buy. So my natural tendency is to 
is to justify that. Oh, well, I'll make that money back or I will, I need this because X, Y, Z, right? So I have a real ability to shuffle money around in different ways so that I can get the things that I want, right? That is what, what drives my brain. Uh, so I've had to really learn techniques to really curb that back. Part of that work is something that I do within the Fix Your Finances and we really make sure that we're putting money to reach our financial goals in ways that we can't maybe necessarily access very easily, okay? So you have these internal emotional triggers that are happening based on how you grew up around money and based on your money mindset, but then you also have to contend with, because again, money is so emotional, right? So not only are you dealing with the internal, but like we also have to think about the external and the external triggers that you have. There's so many, but I'll talk about two of them because I think these ones are really important. And I think as I talk about them, you can see how this plays out in your own life. But the first one I want to talk about is called the licensing effect. And so the licensing effect is something that essentially gives us permission to be bad with our money after we've maybe done something good with our money. So I'll give you a perfect example of this, not in a money context, but in a different way. So have you ever had a piece of chocolate, right? Or a treat or a donut or whatever it might be that you know is quote unquote bad for you, but you justify that because you just had a workout or you plan on having a workout. Or, you know what, I did so good eating this last week, I'm going to reward myself with this X treat. So that is essentially the licensing effect in um, a food sense, right? So you're giving yourself permission to be bad, eat the donut, after you've done something good. You've worked out, you've eaten healthy that whole week, whatever the case may be. Week. So it's interesting because this also plays out in our money as well. So for example, let's say, so very, I'll give you a perfect example of this because this just happened. I recently donated to a girlfriend's GoFundMe page. Her dog was brutally attacked um, by a, a larger dog at the dog park just this, like a few days ago, I think on Monday. And so her vet bills were like atrocious and it was very scary. She doesn't have children of her own. So her fur baby is her baby, right? And so at I don't own a dog, but I can just like, even for me to just think about that happening and, and that stress. And then not only that, all of the vet bills, it was like almost $5,000 worth of vet bills. Anyways, my point is I donated to that GoFundMe page and it's, it's so crazy because later on that day, I was scrolling Amazon and I added a few things to my cart and I was justifying it as you know, kind of subconsciously. And I had to stop and think, this is the licensing effect. I'm giving myself permission to spend money on myself because I just did this good deed, right? I just donated to this GoFundMe. So we see this all the time, whether it's, you know, something so small, like you pay a bill on time or somebody comes to your door, this doesn't really happen as much anymore, but somebody comes to your door and asks for a donation for girl guides or in our neighborhood we have lots of sports teams that aren't really on right now but usually they would come to our door and ask us if we had any empties to like for a bottle drive that sort of thing and so all of those things subconsciously give you permission to then spend money 
So it's wild when you actually dive into the sociology, the psychology of all of this. And I just geek out on this stuff. So that's kind of the first one that I want to talk about is that licensing effect. And then the second one I want to talk about is called social desirability. And so social desirability is really when you highlight good behaviors and you downplay really those destructive ones. So a really good example of this is really focusing in on the good things that you, either you do or your partner does. Let's say your partner is the spender and you really highlight all the good things. Oh, well, they work so hard for a living or, you know, they're such a great dad. They help out around the house. Like you, you highlight all of these really positive behaviors so that when they spend money in a way that's not in alignment with your goals, you justify it for them because those spending triggers that they are having internally, you are justifying as, you know, part of this socially desirable trait or bias, it's called socially desirable bias, is I'm going to downplay those destructive spending triggers that my partner has because they're such a great partner, father, or wife, worker, whatever the case may be. So it's just wild to me. And this can happen in so many different relationships that you have. If you have a girlfriend of yours, that's, you know, your shopping buddy, and you can kind of look at them as, wow, like she has so much like abundance in her life, right? Like, look at her, she's able to spend money and we go shopping together and she's buying all these things and you're highlighting that for her, but you're not really aware that maybe that's, a big spending trigger for her and she's drowning in debt, but you're, you're kind of not thinking about that because you're just looking at, wow, like look at all of the amazing things she has. She just bought a new car. She's going on vacations, you know, wow. Like she's doing so well for herself. I'm so jealous of that. Right. Meanwhile, in the background, you're hearing conversations that maybe she's having with you around the fact that, they're having trouble paying bills or their roof is leaking and things are going on credit. So it's just so wild to me how your environment really does shape how you spend money. So those are two that I wanted to go over licensing effects, social desirability bias. And there's many more that I talk about in my fix your finances course. But I think if you're really looking towards getting out of debt, increasing your cash flow, and just really even manifesting money is something that I talk about with my private clients a lot. All right. So hope everybody has an awesome rest of your week. Talk to you soon. Bye everyone.